we're looking in this session at verse 15 of 1 Peter 4. We did another session on verse 15, and in it we asked why Peter would bother to say, let no one of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, or an evildoer, or a meddler, which seems so obvious. Like, of course, they're not going to kill anybody, are they? So that's what we talked about in that session. In this session, I want us to just focus on the list itself. Let none of you suffer as a murderer, thief, evildoer, meddler. Those four things, and ask, um, why these four? Do you see any order here? Why especially the last one? What, what of each of them can, from each of them, can we learn about the Christian life? And we'll, we'll do it by just asking all those questions about the, the order here and uh, the content of each word. And then there's something in the context of First Peter that makes this word, meddler, especially relevant. Father, none of us ever expects to kill anybody. Maybe we've been tempted to take something that isn't ours. All of us have done something evil. And why, oh Lord, why, oh Lord, would you, would you caution us against meddling in others' affairs? Oh, we want to we get this so that we walk in a way that is pure and brings no reproach on the gospel. So show us what you're getting at here for our sakes in Jesus' name. Amen. So just in context, if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because of the, the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. So if you're insulted, you're blessed. However, <laughs> don't suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a meddler. And I said a, a key question is to ask about order. What, what order do you see? And I'll bet most of you see they, they move from the most serious killing someone to the least serious meddling in others' affairs, right? Don't they go down like that? So kill someone, take someone's stuff, do evil. Now, that's, that's pretty broad, but you could imagine evil, evils that you could do that would be less than stealing, and then meddling. So it looks like he's moving from the greatest to the least, and what we could learn from that is when I say I don't want you to suffer, I mean I don't want you to suffer for the worst things and I don't want you criticized for the least things, which means I really want you to live above reproach, not even having people talk about you behind your back because you're so meddlesome, you're so nosy. Now, next question is to just ask about each one. Well, I mean, why would he pick these? He could, have, he could have picked other kinds of sins like adultery or being dishonoring to your parents or something else, but he picked murder. And so what is it about murder that might be especially worth mentioning here? And you dig down into the context of the book and the thought that I have is this is a people who are undergoing 
small and large and getting larger suffering. So a fiery ordeal is on the horizon and you could be tempted if somebody hurts you bad enough to strike back at them and kill them. Especially if they if they put in prison and put to death a friend of yours. Or if somebody did something individually very wicked to you. And he's saying, don't go there. Don't be a killer. Let these people see you put human life in God's hands. What about stealing? What's especially, I think, relevant for stealing in this book is that we're tempted to give the impression if we steal, if we take something that's not ours, maybe they have... Uh, plundered our property like they did in Hebrews 10. And we say, look, they've already stolen from us. Let's just, let's just go steal from them. If they catch you stealing, everything you've said about um, having a, an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, infinitely valuable, you're being guarded, all that will sound hollow because you're acting like this world is your treasure. So don't act like this world is your treasure by stealing from others. An evildoer, that word is the opposite of the word he uses over and over again. Here we are back at 2.12. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they're going to find that's not true. They will see your good deeds and give glory to God. So the main reason in Peter's mind for avoiding evil doing is because you want your lives to be known for good doing because people are going to give glory to God if in the midst of suffering you are not murmuring, stealing, murdering, but returning good for evil. Which brings us to this last one, which I think is the most most provocative of all. I mean, why would he mention nosiness. (laughs) nosiness. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that strike, strike you as odd? It just strikes me as odd that Peter would say, don't suffer as a busybody, a, a nosy person, sticking your nose in other people's affairs. Where, where does that come from? A, a lazy, do-nothing gadabout who doesn't have anything better to do than to look at what other people do. And, and, and the reason it, it jumps out also is because over here in 1 Thessalonians 4, aspire to live quietly, to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders. And again, over in 2 Thessalonians 3, 11 and 12, we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at any work, but busy bodies. So this is a big deal in the early church, at least in, in the churches that Paul worked with. People were, were getting the reputation of being, being lazy, not doing their work, being busybodies. Why would that be? What is there in First Peter that would elevate this to a matter of concern? And here's the possibility. This is what, what I thought. Um, chapter 2, verse 11. Beloved. I urge you as sojourners and exiles. We already saw that back in 1-1. 
running through this book is the picture, this world is not your home. You are a um, sojourner, an, a refugee, an exile here. Aha! Aha! An exile here. This, this world is not my home. So, I don't care about this world. I don't, I'm not going to worry about working in this world. I'm not going to worry, worry about making a difference in this world. This world is not my concern. And where does that lead? That leads to being an idler, a busybody, a nosy, good for nothing. And Peter says, look, exile does not, that's the sign for does not equal um, don't use this world. Don't be involved in this world. Don't shape this world. Exile, Christian exile status means means use this world differently than the way the world use it. Use it for King Jesus who owns this world. Don't give the impression to the people that not being a citizen of this world, which is true, means your Lord doesn't own this world. He owns it and he puts you to work. So don't be don't be a meddler. Don't be an evildoer. Don't be a thief. Don't be a murderer. Be so counterproductive that you're the one who works the hardest in this world and does the most good in this world and never lays your hand on anybody else's stuff and never takes justice into your own hands.